Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome to Belly Up Fantasy Live. Now for your hosts, Chris, Dan, Tom, Houston, and Zach. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Belly Up Fantasy Live. I'm your host, Chris Pinto. With me tonight is the Belly Up Fantasy crew. We got Houston, Ryan, Zach, and Tom. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How about you? Man, it's Friday. I can't complain. That's my go-to. That's my go-to line at work on Fridays. I just want you to know that. Like when I answer, Zach, I see you got a haircut. I like it. Yeah, man, it was, it was getting too hot out. <laughs> Looks good. Yeah, Ryan. Speaking of hot, man, it's been pretty hot here in Texas. Shoot, no joke, man. I'm oh, glad you brought the weather. I need an IV. Yeah, for sure. Tom did a little bit of redecorating in his house. I do. <laughs> you know, we'll get to it a little bit later with you know buying David Johnson, but. I just had to let the people know the SEC, it means less. <laughs> Tom, you realize my wife is going to see this, and we're probably going to have to step up our game now. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Houston, how is everything going up there, brother? Pretty good, pretty good. Good, good. I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. We have some bounce-back candidates uh, that were put on my desk, and then we got Johnny Bats from uh, For the Love of Sunday's but a belly up alum will be joining us tonight. Um, but first, guys, if y'all like what we're doing here on our fancy channel, go check out the rest of the belly up sports talk lineup. We've got last minute of play, uh, public pass with Zach Mack will be returning soon. Hopefully, the corner booth podcast puts out stuff every week. Hardcore honeys with Jade is amazing, uh, around for the weekend, and then a world without sports will be, will be returning here pretty soon. Uh, but we've got some big news here, guys. We have started our first annual St. Jude Belly Up, uh, Belly Up Bowl, and we had 120 entries so far to fill, and we're almost there. Uh, Ryan, Houston, let's touch on that real quick, because that's such good news, uh, just for the fantasy community, and then what we're doing, and I wanted to touch on that earlier as opposed to later. Yeah, man, I mean, it's really excited. Come play with us. Uh, I mean that in the best way possible. Uh you think you're good at fantasy? Bring it on, because we're all going to be in it, and we're going to be we're trying to win it too. Uh, there's not very many spaces left. Uh, matter of fact, with the applicants, if the last few guys pay, we're going to have more applicants than we do have spaces. So get your payments in quickly, so you can get in put into a division real quick. We should be drafting here coming up pretty soon. Yeah, Houston, you're keeping up with the uh, the numbers pretty much. What are we at? 
Yeah, I think uh, we're about at uh, around a little over 100 uh, between commissioners and participants. But uh, you look in the chat, Scott Davis, Marco Ayala, I, I haven't seen you guys sign up yet. Uh, we need you to get in here. Yeah, uh, Marco, Marco and Sam, along with Mike, are part of that five that I signed up. Oh, sweet. Perfect. And uh, Marco was talking to me earlier, Tom. He was hoping to be put in your division. Hey, I what strings do I need to pull to make it happen? <laughs> oh, we can pull some strings. There we go. <laughs> we Marco was telling me, he goes, I, I would sell my soul just to beat that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we here to hear fo- first, folks. I'm going to pull some strings. We're going to get Marco in that division, and we're going to have Marco versus Tom week one. I like it. Ooh, Marco, you hear that? Tell everybody down in the valley to watch out, way. The commissioner's got the fix. I'm putting prop bets on it after I see the draft. Yeah, prop me that. It's going to be pretty fun, David Garza. Uh, it's going to be pretty fun for all this, and there's going to be a lot of snack talking going on. We'll talk about that here pretty soon because snack talk is going to – uh, procure a trophy for us for the winner of this as well. But, Tom, there's been a lot of news going on here recently in the NFL. We're talking about the Washington new name, possibly. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, we put it out on uh, Belly Up Football this week, you know, the old Washington R-words. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore on here. I don't want to offend anybody. But now known as the Washington football team, so clever. That's it. You know, it really, we had a conversation about this in the chats for, you know, like all of Belly Up was talking about it. Why didn't they just go the 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 other football route, the soccer uh, in the U.S. route, and just Washington Football Club? It's classy. It's it's cool, right? It makes sense. But no, Washington Football Team, it couldn't have gotten any more generic. I feel like I'm playing a, a 99-cent Xbox game here. I'm just picking the Washington team. I was really I saw something on Twitter and I was really hoping they went with it, but uh the DC Sentinels from the replacements. Ooh, yeah. Shane Falco, Clifford Dude. Franklin. What happened to Gene Hackman, by the way? That guy was awesome. Coaching in Indiana, I'm assuming somewhere. <laughs> I mean, some other big news though, Ryan, you heard about quarterback situation in Washington, right? Yeah, Alex Smith. Oh, I see Scott's commenting about it too. Alex Smith cleared for all football activities. I mean, it's terrifying to think about with that kind of injury. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, I if it was a thirty for thirty or whatever, right? Um, you know, kind of covering that. That was a brutal injury. So scary to think that this is a guy that he's going to be back to football possibly. I mean, we'll see if he even ends up actually playing somewhere. But he almost died. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, he talked to Stefania Bell today and was like, hey, I'm cleared to play. I'm ready to play. I mean. I was meant, was briefly talking to Houston about this. Uh, why do you start him over Haskins? You got to find out what you have in Haskins. I mean, Smith can help out. And if Haskins just eats the dirt, you can send him in. But, I mean, they also have Kyle Allen. Wouldn't you kind of want to see what you have with that youth rather than Going with the old guy who, I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see him get traded. I, I don't really, I can't remember what his contract situation looks like, but it doesn't make sense for, for Washington where they are right now to go with a quarterback that old. Uh, yeah. you got to see what you got with youth. 
Rivera also knows Kyle Allen a bit from uh, Carolina. They had some experience last year playing together when Cam was out, which uh, I can't wait to see how that works out for the Patriots because, let's be honest, Cam isn't going to stay healthy a whole year. So Kyle Allen, not a bad backup in my opinion. So, I mean, it would be interesting if Alex Smith does get traded. Like you said, the contract situation I don't think is the best, but there's probably a couple teams that might be able to use him to to make an interesting time for him in their quarterback room. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed. Um, we've got a guest with us tonight, Johnny Bats. Uh, I don't know if he's with us just yet, Houston. No, he's not, but I'll uh, touch on one more thing here. Uh, there was uh, nine cases among the rookies of COVID-19 in the first uh, analysis of those guys coming in. Um, it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> As we saw, all systems go. They um, had a meeting today in NFLPA, NFL. Uh, got something going. We've had players um, say we've had Tom Brady come out, be vocal about the public concern, his concern, his health concerns. Um, today we saw another big one, uh, Todd Gurley, uh, possibility of holding out if the proper health precautions are not took. Um, it's going to be interesting. There is going to be COVID. A star player is going to go down. Uh, it's just going to be an interesting fantasy season. But uh, that's why we're here, and that's why we do this every week is to at least try to help you guys figure this out, why we figure it out among the COVID uh, issues. We'll have to plan something in the near future about how to address your draft with these COVID concerns and go on much deeper in that sense. So don't take any Cowboys players since they like to have massive parties together down there. I mean, don't take Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah, he's kissing everybody, dude. A 21-year-old in New York, and you don't think he's going uh, uh, to get mono, you don't think he'll get COVID? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mono, dude. It's, it's a real threat. <laughs> I mean, just touching on that, you're right, Houston, though, but you have to downgrade some of these rookies, obviously. Joe Burrow, I mean, my Lord. I mean, he's not going to get any reps in the this summer. He's not going to get any reps during the preseason. And then what about all these running backs that are – having to scheme and have to block and things like that. I mean, we were so high on Clyde Edwards-Alaire being the number one guy there, but could <laughs> could Damian Williams take that spot? Uh, everyone was saying that, you know, Marlon Mack was going to be the 1B to Jonathan Taylor's 1A. Is it reversed now? Does Marlon Mack get a little bit more workload now? I guess we'll just have to wait and see, right? It's interesting, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm less concerned with running backs than I am with receivers and quarterbacks. And quarterbacks, the thing is, like, I, it's going to be <laughs> – I mean, are rookies any worse off and then we're going back to COVID? Like, I don't know, man. Is are Am I going to start avoiding people who are in, like, New York or highly populated areas and start gunning for people that are in, like, less densely populated areas? Is that a real strategy? I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting. Is Green Bay looking better and better now? Because there's like not very many people there. I don't know. It's strange. I mean, do, do you take this into consideration? I don't know if you can. It'll totally whack your draft out. But it might work. Like Houston mentioned, this is going to be a, a season that we've never seen before. This is going to be totally different. Um, there's going to be all sorts of different X factors in here, not just, you know, if you're playing on a Thursday night versus a, you know, Sunday night uh, populated areas, obviously. Uh, 
we've seen that teams can't have players leave the hotel or all these kinds of, you know, uh, rules and regulations for traveling now. So we'll have to see if anyone abides by it. And then do players like Zeke move up on the board now because essentially he's already had it. He's already had it. Yeah, it's sure going to be interesting, but uh looks like we have our special guest in here, Chris. How about you give him an introduction? All right. Like I mentioned earlier, I mean, Johnny and I talked earlier. I don't want to mess up his last name. He gave me the pronunciation of it, but we're just going to go with Johnny Bass right now. He's a Belly Up alum, uh, three-year strong podcasting about fantasy football. Uh, I want him to talk a little bit more about himself than I would. Uh, let's bring him in, Houston. Uh, Johnny Bats from For the Love of Sunday. Man, I like that shirt you're wearing, Johnny. Yep, repping the old school. This yeah. The problem is it's long sleeve. This is from when I was living in Boston. You can't, I got no use for it down in Florida. But, <laughs> you know, I, I had to break it out for tonight. For sure, for sure, man. I appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, a spur-of-the-moment type thing, and, I mean, loving it, man. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, John. So, uh, John Badalino, by the way, so people who actually do want to hear how it's pronounced, it's uh, it's a pain. They got it wrong at my college graduation, so don't worry. It's uh, Everyone gets it wrong. Uh, I grew up in Boston. I, I live down in Florida now. I've been podcasting with Brian Strait, uh, my best friend forever. We do this uh, for the love of Sundays. It's all about fantasy football. It's all about uh, our league, our home league, our dynasty. Well, it's not really dynasty. It's a keeper. Uh, we got four keepers now. So fifth, if you count rookies, it's getting pretty intense. Um, so, yeah, we do that and we talk about fantasy football. Brian puts his rankings with fantasy pros. He uh, Big shout out to him. He just got top 10 in 2019. So he was the number eight fantasy football ranker, which is amazing that um, – our formula sort of works, I guess. Uh, I guess it's why he's the FTLS champ right now, which also sucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've been doing that and it's been going strong. So like you said, three years, uh, we're going into our, this will be our third NFL season. We started in an off season. So, uh, but the podcast has been going strong for about three years. How did you uh, get into fantasy football? Because we all have our own stories of how we got in, but we always like to hear about, you know, our guests. Uh, yeah, I think the first league I ever got in was with my cousin. It was probably my junior or senior year of high school. Uh, I remember I did anything my cousin Dennis wanted to do. He was like the man because he was in college, a couple years older than me. Uh, and he was talking about fantasy football and he needed somebody like last minute. He's like, dude, do you, do you want to do this fantasy football league? I was like, yeah, of course I do. He's like, you ever done fantasy football? I'm like, yeah, of course I have. Uh, I'd never done fantasy football and I had no clue what I was doing. So, um, I, I was drafting basically every Patriot you possibly could. This is back in, uh, you know, 2000, uh, 1999 before they were any good. So uh, it was unbelievable, but I, uh, I learned my ways. I built sort of how I processed the game and, and people forget sometimes it is a game. It is sort of uh, gambling as much as anything. So how you analyze the game and how you analyze the uh, data and analysis that goes into it sort of has grown but yeah, that's where I started with my cousin Dennis. It was uh, shout out to Dennis Rodriguez. He's big, <laughs> big influence of mine just growing up in general. Period. So uh, it was a ton of fun. He got me into fantasy. John, I mean that that's a whole memorable moment right there. But I mean, there's got to be one memorable moment out there that either like sticks in your side or you know you can just chug a beer to. What was your most memorable oh. fantasy football moment? 
So memorable is funny. People always think memorable is good. I'm with you. Memorable is not always good. Sometimes there's bad ones. Last season, I was, I was, I had Cam Newton. I was down by 7.6 points. This is infamous in the FTLS. This is in the history books. I was down by 7.6 points on a Monday night to go into the championship. I was in the semifinals. I had Cam Newton and Ian Thomas to go. I was living large. I'm like, I'm great. I, I'll have to get a 7.6 points from two players, and one of them's my quarterback. And one of them's Cam Newton, who has probably the safest floor I've ever seen out of any fantasy quarterback ever. This is unbelievable. I'm drinking beers. I'm popping champagne. I'm having a blast. I'm going to the championship. Oh, little do I know, I needed 7.8. They gave me 7.6. So it was, uh, no, sorry, 7.6. I got 7.5. So I lost by 0.1. Wow. It was the worst beat I've ever had in fantasy football. And it was the worst day of my life. I was the worst hangover. It went from a championship popping champagne to like, here's the Jameson bottle. I'm going to drink my sorrows away. (laughs) And not only did I, not only was I not in the championship, but I, Technically, because of points breakdown, I was in fourth, so I was out of the money. It was the worst day. It was the worst. It was literally the worst beat of my life. I went to bed terribly upset. But, uh, yeah, that was very memorable for me. So Cam Newton coming to the Patriots might be – it's great because I wasn't excited for Jared Stidham, but it sucks because now I have to root for Cam Newton. <laughs> right? A little two-way street right there, a little catch-22. Um, yeah. Something that I didn't email you about, but that we kind of talked back and forth about today, John, uh, it's just, you know, we're pretty young here, and you gave me some good advice just between me and you. Uh, what can you give us, you know, because all of us are pretty young here in the game, and you've been doing this for three years. What can you all advise? What can you give us, like, some tips, tricks, or, you know, just anything just that we can work towards? I think it's funny you say that because anyone who asked me that question – it comes down to just having fun. And if you enjoy doing it and you enjoy putting content out, then hopefully you find a following of people who enjoy that content. It's so often you find people who just phone it in and people who just, you know, go out there and say, this is what, you know, show sounds like, this is what it's expected to be. This is that. And it's like, you know, I can hear that from anybody. There's, I got the fantasy pros. I got the fantasy footballers for that. I got all these, you know, great, there's great people in this industry. So if you just try and follow that model, it's tough. If you just have fun, do your thing, be original and put out good content every time, people will hopefully fall in love with that voice and listen to you. So that's kind of my advice to the podcasting world. Cause I, I did it for me and Brian did it for about a year and a half with maybe 12 listeners. So in 12 downloads an episode, and we did it every week on point didn't matter. And that's kind of how you have to treat it and say, this is what we want to do. We're having fun with it. And I looked at it as a time to, crack a beer and hang out with uh, my buddy Brian. So it just turned into something a heck of a lot bigger. Man, that's amazing, John. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of hits me deep because, I mean, right now we're in quarantine. So, I mean, this is the perfect time. time. Yeah, I mean, this is how we see each other on a daily basis now. So yeah, it works out right now. Um, what can our followers and, you know, your followers that are listening to you, uh, what can we look from you in the future? Uh, so obviously the podcast, uh, the FTLS podcast for the love of Sundays, we do that weekly. It'll ramp up to sort of bi-weekly and almost tri-weekly, uh, once the season gets going, cause we do our weekly previews, we do the injury reports and we've been doing this, um, right. We've been doing this segment called roster doctors, which I actually love. Um, and people have been sending us rosters and we submitting rosters to us. And we, me and Brian look at them, dissect them 
they give us, you know, some weird rules in these leagues sometimes. And, you know, we have to sort of analyze because that's we say all the time. It's roster construction. It's not always player X, player Y, player Z. It's what does your team look like? You know, I can't I can't give the best advice without giving the whole sort of, you know, sort of background. So that segment's been great. We've been getting in-depth one-on-one with people. Um, so we'll keep that going and then we'll do our weekly breakdown and then the Monday sort of the review review of the weekend so podcast for sure by any chance y'all do idp stuff we don't we actually don't i i'm in my first uh idp dynasty league believe it or not and i am i'm lost in data i'm like legit swimming in it it's really hard uh i thought i said to myself i'm like oh i know sort of the top 10 15 guys I'll, i'll wing it i'll get pretty good hell no it is it's IDP guys are sickos. Um, so shout out to uh, everyone in that league. They're they're maniacs. I I thought I was intense, and then I get into an IDP dynasty league, and I go, no, 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 no. You guys are intense. Yeah, I'm in the uh, the fantasy and frames IDP league for the for the year, and it's way over my head. Yep. It's so <laughs> it's like I tell people, I go name the top. 15 best defensive players period it's just once you get to like 16 17 18 it's like the even the in-depth fantasy player goes oh, dude i don't know who's you know the backup cornerback for the bengals like i have no idea and it's like yeah well if that injury happens you need to know he's sitting on the waiver wire yeah for sure uh you you, you already mentioned where people can follow you at do it one more time though john i told you i didn't want to keep you here too long that's uh, okay we, we definitely want to have you back, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they can follow me at FTLS underscore JBATS. They can follow Brian at FTL Sunday. Um, that's kind of where you can get at us. You can follow us on Twitter and the podcast. Um, we used to have a website. We used to do articles. Uh, me and Brian are not good writers. We were in the same writing class in college, writing 99, which is below writing 100. <laughs> so it was like real entry-level stuff. So we decided that writing is not our thing and that podcasting is sort of where we're going to we're going to leave it. And, and the rankings, of course, uh, we'll put the rankings out on Twitter. Well, thank you so much, John, for having a, for coming on here. Um, no problem, guys. Anytime. These, uh, these consistency uh, algorithms you got going on here that I'm going to have to pick your brain on that. Yeah, Brian's um, so Brian, my, my co-host, I mentioned him, my co-host, Brian's a scout for the HL. So he has sort of this system that he uses to break down and scout NHL players that we sort of translated into fantasy points and, and his sort of uh, grading and fantasy players. So it's, it's amazing. Brian's the real brains of the operation. I just sort of uh, give my stupid analysis, but um, it, it works. Apparently he was the number eight last year in, in rank in season ranking. Well, yeah. So anytime well, I- you want to let me know, maybe I'll let you in on the recipe, the secret sauce a little bit. If you let me know. You are alumni, so we'll have to we'll have to shake a hand out in the background real quick, okay? All right, <laughs> so sounds good. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. Cheers, boys. You too. I'm Take good. it easy. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things: customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Everyone who is watching, that was Johnny Bats from For the Love of Sunday, Belly Up alumni. Go check his podcast out. It's really good. Uh, but let's get into what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. We we're going to talk about some bounce back candidates, uh, guys that probably burned you last year drafting them at their ADP. Um, and let's let's talk about one guy that burned me for sure, Zach. Um, we're talking about. LSU SEC alumni Odell Beckham Jr. He is the third best fantasy football wide receiver in NFL history besides Michael Thomas and Julio Jones, former SEC Alabama Crimson Tide guy. Uh, Comes into the new offense with Kevin Stefanski. Everyone knows (laughs) that he was working through a injury last year but he still put up a thousand yards. It's hard to say uh, why we would consider OBJ a bounce back hand, but he is. Uh, Zach, what do you have on him? Yeah. So uh, actually quickly before I go, go into that, um, we just had, uh, you're just talking to Johnny Bass. He, I know he mentions Brian Strait, like he's a, like his co-host, you know, like he's like, but if, for those of you that don't know, Brian Strait had a NHL career for seven years spanning from 2010 to 2017. So dude was a professional athlete. Um, and he, he, so he played in the NHL for seven years. We ha- almost had him on puck, puck pass a couple of times. Great dude. Um, obviously he brought this, uh, he, so he's got a sports mind and that's where that comes from. Um, and he, so I know Johnny like downplays that a little bit, but, uh, Brian Strait did play in the NHL for seven years. So, uh, very cool about that. And then, uh, um, but back to what you said, uh, Odell Beckham, like you said, thousand yards. I think the, the year that he was, um, he only played like four games. That was the only year that he didn't have a thousand yards. Uh, so I guess when we're talking about, uh, bounce back status, it's, it's, it's more, uh, if you want to get technical about it, PPR, because he had, uh, he had around 90 to a hundred receptions in his first three years each year, um, in the league and down to about seventies to 80, um, in the last couple of years. So if you're, asking early, you're looking for Odell Beckham, yeah, to get more, uh, to get more catches and more targets, um, Bounce back wise, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm really interested to hear what you guys got to say, because I, I, I don't, uh, I think Odell Beckham has been a, uh, since he left the Giants, I don't know if he has, you know, whether it's earned or not earned, but this stigma that he's got, that he's a cancer in the locker room or, or that he's got this attitude that isn't, isn't fit for an NFL team. Um, it, it's that reputation is stuck on him and, you know, whether it's warranted or not, it seems to be taking a toll on him at least the last couple of years. So when you talk about, you know, does he deserve to be on a bounce back list? You know, maybe he does because he's got to, he's got to overcome this, this reputation that he's got, whether, whether he thinks he's earned it or not, it's, it's very much attached to his name and he's got, he's got to overcome it. So then you think about 
All right. Well, like, how do the Browns look? You got obviously got Baker Mayfield, and and even some people are wish washy on Baker Mayfield. So, to me personally, I don't know that Odell Beckham has a bounce back here. I don't know that he is peak Odell Beckham ever in Cleveland. To be honest with you, that's my personal opinion. But I'm staying away from Odell Beckham unless I get just like insane value in a later round. To me, because if you're talking about like. If you want to really break it down, drafting a wide receiver or I guess really any position in the first few rounds of a draft, you just want not a bust is what you want. And I just feel like OBJ has a very high percent chance of risking a bust. Yeah, for sure. If OBJ fell to you in like the fourth or fifth round, would you take him or would you still pass? I, I would take him, I think, at that point. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah, that's just so much by the ceiling. Uh, we know what he can do. It's not like he's an old man yet. So, he, I mean, I, I, I'm i looking at my projections right now for him, and that is a serviceable wide receiver, no doubt. But well, it's, it's funny because Zach mentioned his receptions, and I'm looking at my projections too. And, you know, 74 last year, I have him for 81, but Zach mentioned over 90 or 100. And, yeah, that's a pretty big outlier right there. You know, I have him projected for 81 receptions, and he's supposed to be around 100. So it makes me question Odell Beckham a little bit. Zach, I like it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm close to you, too. I have him at 75. I'm not sure he's going to get up. Jarvis being there, and then the two tight ends they have there, and then they have Kareem Hunt there. I mean, where are those targets coming from? He didn't have to compete that much when he was in uh, New York. But Jarvis Landry is a target machine, too. Like, that's the problem. There's a lot of weapons in that offense. Yeah, I mean, Baker's one of those when he had... Go ahead, Zach. Go ahead, Tom. Go, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was going to say, he's one of those guys that, like, ability-wise, he, just strictly from ability, is one of the best receivers in the NFL. I don't think a lot of people would argue that. But production-wise, he just hasn't been there, like you guys said, since he left the Giants. To me, I almost think that he's more focused on his presentation, on his personality. Whether it's that he's a cancer or not, he's more worried about his ego and he's worried about wearing cleats and and watches that are going to get him fined than his actual play on the field. That's what it seems like to me, at least. You know, I think if he could focus back onto his game and stop, you know, he's he's not focused on other things. You know, you could have a, a very high ceiling but that floor is pretty low. I mean, like you said, Chris, fourth, fifth round, definitely worth worth a flyer on it. But I think Zach nailed it. It's, it's questionable on if it's a full bounce back for him or just kind of a, a continuation of his 75, 80 to, you know, receptions a year. For sure. And Scott was right too in the chats. I mean, regardless of every everything, the offensive line and Baker have to play better. Uh, Tom, let's go to your sign back here. And a guy that I'm super high on that I have no doubt will be a bounce-back candidate um, is David Johnson, man. I mean, a guy that had 345 yards last year on the ground and 370 yards <laughs> through the air. Uh, I mean, this guy did not do a, did not have a good showing for where people were drafting him last year in the first round. Um, he was a borderline, like, what, running back three, four last year? But he comes into an offense this year where there's going to be a lot of vacated targets from DeAndre Hopkins. They have a brand new play caller, or so we hope is a brand new play caller, uh, that Bill O'Brien says he's going to step back away from it. 
Um, I mean, I've got this guy projected for a thousand yards. He's in my top fifteen uh, for sure, just because I'm, I'm I'm so high on David Johnson. Everyone who's listened to us knows I'm high on David Johnson. Tom, what do you have on? Because obviously you're saying bye, David Johnson. So I love it. I mean, I'll tell you, I'm I'm high on him from the sense that right now I'm showing him about the RB. I believe it was like 21. Like he's pretty low down there. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't super high on him. I think that you nailed it. There's a massive amount of touches that are vacated with, uh, you know, a, you know the best receiver in the NFL leaving that team. Uh, terrible trade, but regardless, that gives David Johnson a massive opportunity. I mean, this is a guy that you look over the last few years. In 2015, he had uh, about 50, or excuse me, about 10.9 fantasy points a game. Had a good year, about 600 rushing yards, 460 receiving yards. But 2016, he averaged over 20 fantasy points a game, over 1,200 rushing yards, almost 900 receiving yards, and 20 combined touchdowns. After that, it dropped off a little, uh, but 2018, about 12 fantasy points a game, but, you know, just shy of 1,000 uh, rushing yards, 500 receiving yards, and then again dropped off last year. I mean, it seems like he kind of bounces back and forth. He goes one year off, one year up, one year off, one year up. So, I mean – We've talked about Julio being that type of guy, that odd and even years. This is David Johnson's year to do it, and there's not a lot of competition for him in Houston. You have a wide receiver core that can't stay healthy. Duke Johnson's good but not outstanding. You know, it's not like you have a, a three-headed monster at running back that's going to be taking up you know, touches for him. So I could see this just purely out of pure workload. He's going to have a huge season. I don't disagree with you. Um, Marco, the Texans offensive line is better. I don't care what you say. Also, uh, last year, I mean, before his injury or whatnot, when he was downgraded, he was in half point PPR, a top 10 running back, uh, by points. So he's got the ability to do it. He's gonna, I mean, like you said, Houston overpaid for him. Maybe they got a game plan for him. I don't know. I'm just really optimistic about it. Uh, hopefully they do. But, Houston, let's move on and talk about one of the guys that Tom kind of touched on, you know, DJ's teammate slash teammate, Brandon Cook, formerly of every other team, including the L.A. Rams. The dude is a deep threat waiting to happen. We mentioned that DeAndre is gone, so everyone knows DeAndre's gone, but there's a lot of vacated targets out there, and the Houston wide receiver core seems that they can't stay healthy, can't stay on the field. Cooks has a concussion problem. Um, hopefully that won't creep back up this year. But people aren't drafting him until like the eighth or ninth round. So there's some value there. And could he have a bounce back year of over a thousand yards? I believe he could. What do you think, Houston? Yeah, I would. Uh, and I've uh, I said this about three weeks ago on my Twitter, Billy of Houston. I always have little snippets here and there. Um, Brandon Cooks, he's the best wide receiver or wide wide receiver value right now in fantasy drafts. Um, and that's my honest opinion. He's going in the ninth, tenth round as the wide receiver thirty six off the board, and he has a good shot to finish at finish as a top twenty five wide receiver, even maybe crack top twenty. Uh, I know there's concerns for his concussions. He's only missed three regular season games in the last three seasons, and he's had thousand yard seasons in four out of the last six. Um. So I think he's a pretty good shot for a thousand yards this year. He's going to be the main target in this offense. 
He can. He still can run the deep ball. I mean, if we're going to make a bet between who plays more games, Cooks and Fuller, I'm going to take Cooks every day of the week. Um, he's the healthiest. I put that in quotes when I write it, healthiest in quotes. Um, but there, there is always injury concern. But Watson has to throw to someone. Uh, it's not going to be all Aikens and Fells. I mean, he targeted them a lot last year. But uh, I think Cooks, he's going to be a big piece piece on this team and he's going in the ninth or 10th round if I take him as my third or even fourth wide receiver I'm more comfortable taking him as my fourth wide receiver off the board Um, I'm really happy with that he has a possibility to be week-to-week starter for my teams a flex play and if he gets that connection with Watson it's going to be good we've seen uh, how good Hopkins is and uh, the Houston Texans are going to have fantasy relevant players I mean that's just how their offense rolls for sure. Uh, for people who are watching out there, if you were in a three-wide receiver league, Houston, and Brandon Cooks was your third wide receiver, would you think you were doing okay? I'd be pretty happy with that. Okay, probably, that's my third wide receiver in our league. Probably because I like to go three or four running backs right off the rip. So, yeah, if I'm getting Brandon Cooks as my wide receiver three, I'd be probably pretty happy with that. I got to say, we brought up the concussions, and a lot of people talk about guys being injury-prone. A lot of people that you talk about it aren't necessarily injury prone. They just happen to have quite a number of various injuries. Concussions are one of those ones that I feel like you really are prone to it once you get them. I mean, this is a guy that's had five in his career, four in the last two years. I mean, that's rough. He might have only missed two regular season games, but this is a guy that you, again, if the value is there, it's worthwhile, but you got to be scared of that, don't you? Oh, I am, but I think, uh, I mean, obviously, this is all predictions, and it is what it is. It's fantasy football. Um, I th- I hope Cooks plays at a different style of play. He doesn't go up for deep balls. Hopefully, with his concerns for concussions, he's being more safe on the play, kind of like I talked about Hawkinson last year, went over and hurdled the linebacker. I don't think he's going to be doing that anytime soon. He missed – lot of his rookie season because of his style of play but yeah it is always a concern um so I, yeah i agree i really do agree with you tom that the concussion concerns are real but if everything plays out like we want it to i think he's a good value here and he has a good chance to be a bounce back candidate yeah i like him a lot especially in houston obviously um let's move to a trio though guys uh Obviously, it starts at the head of the fish, right? Big Ben didn't play last year. Uh, maybe like, what, six quarters, something like that. I forgot what it was. Uh, but just injury, you know, stifled the whole Pittsburgh offense. Juju, Connor, uh, pretty much everybody on that team just, you know, kind of lacked. We're looking at this whole offense as a whole bounce-back offense this year. Uh, starting with Big Ben, all – initial reports are coming out saying that Ben is up to snuff and he is ready to rock and roll. Um, Last year, only throwing 351 yards, obviously one interception got sacked and then had seven yards on the ground. This year I've got him projected back into more form around 4,200 yards and 25 touchdowns. Uh, Todd Haley took over play calling in 2018 when Ben wasn't there. Uh, When Ben was, there was obviously more pass heavy offense. Ryan, you wanted to talk about Big Ben. 
Uh, tell me what you got on him and if you think he's a bounce back candidate because if he's healthy, I believe he is. Yeah, I've actually got him for 4,400 yards and 28 touchdowns, just a little higher than you. Uh, he's my QB 16 coming into the league right now. Hey, seven numbers. He has the weapons, man. He has the weapons. Uh, Juju, I mean, I know we're going to talk about him later, but he has good receivers. Deontay showed out last year. Uh, ben has been consistently performing in fantasy for a long time. I know he's old, uh, but Ben's also not – he hasn't been injury prone in that he's missed time so much other than last year because he's so big. I mean, big Ben. But if you look at the Steelers' defense is going to be good. They should be putting the offense into a lot of good situations. Ben loves throwing the ball. How healthy is Connor going to be? Are they going to be able to run the ball effectively? And if not, then Ben's going to have to do yeoman's work to get that offense going. I do suspect that Ben Roethlisberger has a big comeback, comeback player of the year possibility, although another guy we're going to be talking about later is who I favor for. But Ben Roethlisberger, if his health holds up, and again, he has been relatively healthy. He gets banged up a lot, but he still plays through all that stuff. If, if Roethlisberger plays a relatively full season, you're looking at a steal. Where I watch him go sometimes, like I was doing those drafters best balls, he's on almost every one of my teams because I'm like, what are you guys doing? He's, he, I mean, he's he's getting drafted like QB 20-something. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I know we have injury concerns, but there's a lot of guys with injury concerns that are going ahead of him. I mean – Lamar Jackson has a bigger injury concern to me just because of how much he runs the ball. Ben, Ben's not going to be rushing for that many yards, and the yards he does, he's not fast. He's big. He's too many Ben Roethlisberger's. He's not going to be elusive. He's going to – he's a passer. He's a huge yardage guy. I know that's devalued in most leagues, but he's got the weapons. I mean, Ebron's a good tight end to target in the red zone. Again, Juju and Deontay and even Washington – Pittsburgh's going to be salty this year, and I think, well, as long as they don't have to play Mason Rudolph or the Duck. But if if Roethlisberger is playing, he's going to be a guy that I'm trying to get high exposure to later on in the draft because nobody's touching him in the drafts that I'm in, and I'm loving it. I can wait and wait and wait on getting my either my QB1, which eh, I'm not that comfortable getting this, my 16th-ranked QB as my number one, but, man, as my QB2 or as my super flex option, I'm loving Ben right now. And I know there's some risk associated with the injury, but he should have a great comeback here. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Houston, you being the, the big best ball guy that you are, how are you seeing Ben getting drafted? Because like Ryan mentioned, I mean, I'm not super excited him being my QB1, but my super flex option, I'm all in on that. Yeah, and uh, uh, just like Ryan's over there playing on drafters, I've been playing over there as well. Um, yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, um, we talk about Big Ben real quick. Uh, finished as the number two fantasy quarterback in 2018. I really like his wide receiver career, and I think I touched on this a couple shows ago. It's not just Juju and Deontay Johnson. I really like James Washington, Ebron, and also Claypool to be really good, uh, really good additions for Big Ben. Uh, I think they're going to have to score a lot of points. Their their defense is going to be top five again. So, but I don't think James. Connor is going to stay as healthy as people suspect he's going to. So they're going to be pass-heavy team. Uh, Big Ben, he wants to go out, show that his elbow's fine, and throw the ball around. But, yeah, I'm going to take Big Ben. Uh, I'm fine with him being one of my top uh, quarterbacks. uh, In the uh, sleeper quarterback article that we conducted, I actually had Big Ben as my sleeper quarterback going into 2020. So, yeah, Ryan's hitting it right on the head here. I like it. 
Let's move on to his number one guy over there, Zach and Juju Smith-Schuster, a guy that, you know, everyone was drafting him at the end of first rounds last year or maybe even in the middle of first rounds, uh, obviously with injuries and everything like that and the quarterback situation that happened for him. He only got 42 passes last year for 552 yards. Um, that That's pretty bad for being drafted in the first round, but you have to go with injury. Uh, what do you think about Juju this year and his bounce back? campaign so i i think he's a prime candidate to be a bounce back um you mentioned you know big ben didn't play last year and um you know a lot like uh what ryan was saying it, it kind of depends on on uh big ben's health but um yeah you mentioned it only only 552 yards last year you know obviously we just mentioned it, big ben wasn't playing but he still he played 12 games and he had um it's like 46 yards per game it was his lowest career yards per game um, yards total, his lowest career catch percentage. Like Juju just had a bad year last year. So, I mean, that sets him up prime candidate for bounce back, uh, possibly bounce back player of the year. Um, but he's also one of those weird guys where it's like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I always think like he's like 29, 30 years old. He's only 23. Like Juju's a very young wide receiver, and, and, but it seems like his name's been around forever. So I think a lot of people just like, I really do think he could be underrated this year. I think he has, he has a, Fantastic chance to be. Um, I know Houston said he likes the 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 whole wide receiver core in Pittsburgh, but you know a big bang coming off an injury near the end of his career, you got to think he's going to be leaning on the guy that he trusts. And um, I, I just I really, unless it's a health thing, I, I don't see Juju having back to back bad years, especially after the first two years he put up of his career. I know I asked you this earlier, uh, Zach, about a different guy, but. All of y'all, if y'all are seeing Juju around the fourth round, are y'all scooping him up no matter what you're doing? I mean, that's – Yeah, no doubt. Fourth round is too low for him. I'll get him in the third. Third round? Yeah. Well, I do think Ben's going to have a big year, and Juju's going to be the main recipient of that. Okay. I I like him a lot this year because it's a contract year for him. I, I really like guys in contract years. I feel like they have a little bit extra to play for. Kind of like uh, my biggest one was is Andy Dalton's contract year. Obviously, he's not relevant now, but uh, back when he used to be a fancy relevant quarterback contract year, I'm like, oh, I need this guy. I like taking guys on contract year, especially Juju after a tough last season. He's really going to come out. He wants to get paid that money next season. Here's a stat I want you to remember. Every time the Steelers are on their own three-yard line, Juju had a 97-yard reception in his first two seasons, one each, at least one each. Okay, he didn't have one last year, but if the Steelers are on their own three-yard line. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21+. plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. 
Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I want you to think about that. They're going to be... It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again for sure. I can just see it. Uh, the running back, though, for the Steelers, uh, we've been talking about – some of y'all have been talking about you might not think that he's that healthy. I saw a picture, and old boy is yoked up, son. I'm talking the Hulk. Uh, last year, though, he only had 464 yards on the ground, 251 on the uh, on the passing. Uh, my projections are a little bit higher for him this year. I got him around 742 and 350 with a, a pretty big chunk of 186 carries. Uh, I feel like Tomlin is going to give him a big workload this year um, to just prove that he is healthy. But, Tom, your guy, James Conner, what you got? I'll tell you what. Tyreek Hill was saying that if he keeps hitting the weights, he's going to be playing running back. He is nowhere close to as big as my man James Conner. James Conner looks, like you said, like the Hulk right now. He's huge. Um, I mean, hey, as far as injuries go, you know, yeah, he had some injury uh, issues last year. But you got to think that's a year without Ben Roethlisberger. You had Duck and uh, uh, what the hell is his name playing? Um, Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph, thank you. The Saudi's most hated guy in the world. Yeah, the guy with the divot in his head now. So – you know, you don't have a quarterback. You're going to have to run the ball a lot. So I think that's a lot of what attributed to the injuries last year. Just he's getting his ass worked off. Coming into this year, you're looking a lot bigger, a lot stronger. You have Ben Roethlisberger back, theoretically. I think Ben will be fine. He'll make it through a year. He's not, at this point in his career, he's going to need something serious to take him off the field. Um, so, you know, Mix that stuff with the fact that they have arguably one of the better offensive lines in the league. Uh, not something that I think a lot of people really think about. You think about the, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Colts. The Steelers are right there with them. Um, I mean, you look at Alejandro Villanueva, Steven Wisniewski, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro. I mean, it's not a bad line. So, it makes a good O-line, Ben Roethlisberger back. And they have two guys, uh, Benny Snell and uh, Jalen uh, Samuels, that can kind of split some carries off to uh, just to kind of take some of the workload out if need be. I mean, I'd say he's he's good for close to 1,000 yards, if not breaking 1,000 uh, all-purpose all yards this year. Got McFarland, too. Yeah, all-purpose yards. I mean, that's, yeah, Anthony McFarland Jr. as well, but – all-purpose yards, I think James Conner gets it for sure. Yeah. Um, as a running back, too, though, I mean, that you're going to take this guy in, like, the fourth or fifth round, maybe even the sixth round, he could be the number four or five running back at the end of the year if he has an Austin Eckler-type year. Yeah, With- and I think the value is there. I think that if you're taking him in the fourth or fifth, I'd be very comfortable. If that's your RB2, he has RB1 potential. And at, at worst, his ceiling, or excuse me, his floor is a very high end flex guy. Even if he has a bad year, you're not losing a ton on it. Exactly. I'm with Billy though too, man. I love James Conner. I'm always a I'm always a guy that loves this story, but for some reason I just never get any exposure to him. And I really wish I should. I had more exposure to Jalen Samuels than I do James Conner. 
but a guy that people should have exposure to who's going to be the number one wide receiver in a Texas A&M Gary Kubiak offense. Giggum, baby. Adam Thielen, Jim Rat, a guy that's going to lead this team uh, in receptions, I believe, next year. He was plagued by injury last year and a diva across the south, or across the field from him. Um, Houston, Adam Thielen, he had 30 receptions last year for 418 yards. Uh, eight of them, though, did go for 20 or plus more or 20 plus yards. Uh, so that's pretty good. With the new offensive coordinator and Gary Kubiak, how do you feel that Adam Thielen has a bounce back year if he has one at all? Yeah, and he has a good chance to have a bounce back year. Um, one thing I'll start off by saying is his uh, current ADP is just way too sweet for me. He's going as a wide receiver 10 off the board right now. That's just it's too high for me. I'm not going to take him there. You know, if you follow anything I've said, follow the show. I'm a big Justin Jefferson guy. I have him as my top fantasy rookie wide receiver in 2020. Um, but I'll, I'll give you some positives for Adam Thielen. Uh, 9.26 uh, yards per target. So, you know, he's not just a dink and dunk kind of guy. He's good. He gets. He's a good wide receiver beyond the sticks. Last year he was used a lot in the play-action deep game. So with Dalvin Cook doing so well, a little bit of play action, then you find Thielen down the field for 40 yards. Uh, missed about half the season with an injury. And then when he came back, he wasn't very good because I I don't think he should have came back, but there was just so much pressure on him that uh, he had to come back helping the Vikings make the playoffs and going on to beating the Saints in the first round. Um, but I have a couple splits here with or without Diggs. Uh, with Diggs, 14.6 PPR points per game. And without, he averages 15.7. Uh, talking receptions with Diggs, he gets five. Without Diggs, 6.6. Uh, and then target-wise, uh, with Diggs, he's seen 7.3. And without, he's seen 9.3. So obviously there's stats to prove that. I mean, of course, there are stats to prove that he is a better wide receiver without Diggs. Um, one thing I would like to see how Kubiak's going to handle it. Who's going to play in the slot? Is it going to be Adam Thielen or is it going to be Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson came in with prolific uh, style of play running out of the slot. Um, I honestly think Jefferson will stay in the slot. Thielen will go outside. But a big thing, I think they're going to play is a lot of 12 personnel with Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph. Um, run the ball. They're, they're, they're making pieces. They're adding pieces to the offensive line every year. Uh, still not a very good offensive line, but <clears throat> excuse me, they are adding pieces. So um, Thielen's not really a target of mine because of his ADP. Uh, I don't think we could really call it a bounce back, um, unfortunately for me. But I think that uh, if you have him in like a dynasty or if you have him as a keeper at the right price, it'll, it'll be worth it. I'm just not going to take him at, in the second round or third round of my fantasy draft. I'm taking Juju over him and many others. That's fair. That's fair. Let's see what – I know. I think Ryan might be pretty similar. I've got feeling a little bit higher than Juju. Oh, I've no. got feeling at 1,000 yards, over over 1,000 yards, 84 catches and seven touchdowns. But that's just my projections. 
Ryan, let's talk about a guy who did not play at all last year, who broke hearts in 2018. Um, one of the, you know, guys has been in the league as long as, you know, you can remember, uh, AJ Green. He gets a new offensive coordinator. He gets a new quarterback. Um, I've got him projected to over 1,000 yards, uh, but not by much. Uh, his ankle was bad last year. He's getting up there in age. How do you feel about AJ Green having a, you know, maybe a comeback, maybe a last year uh, push for the Hall of Fame? He's getting up there in age. You do realize he's the same age as Julio, right? Yeah, but Julio isn't on an undefeated SEC team. Where do you think AJ Brown played? AJ Green, excuse me. Sorry, Tom. Tom is just. He's getting me with this right now. I can't concentrate. I'm this is the best idea ever. I, I like it a lot too. I'm projecting <laughs> him to be wide receiver 24, which I'm addressing that as I see where he's going. Like if I'm drafting with, I think Travis likes him a lot, so I'm a little wary if Travis might reach in and sneak him in our mock drafts and stuff. Well, um, it's funny you say that because in all these FCE eliminators that I was in, uh, apparently – the the sweetness was taking AJ Green. Yeah, I'm 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 liking him for about 71 catches and like you said, just over a thousand yards, a thousand twenty-nine and seven TDs. But again, he's my wide receiver 24. If I can get him in that range, I'm really excited because we're talking about a guy who lived in the top ten for almost a decade. Um, I know he hasn't been all the way healthy, and that is a concern. Uh, I'm hoping that this year off may have helped him. Uh, where he can be healthy coming in this year. And Burrow might be the best quarterback he's ever played with. That's a little shade at Dalton, but I've never been that impressed with Dalton as far as like a premier fantasy quarterback. I know he's had a couple seasons, but if Burrow, a lot of what everything, this whole team is going to be built on how quickly Burrow adjusts to the NFL. But I still see him getting the most targets. I'm getting six more over Boyd, but he's just, I mean, this guy was living in the top 10 for, five, six, seven years, he was just a no-brainer plug-and-play guy. I don't know if he's still that guy. Again, he's down my – he's not in the top ten in my rankings, but he is definitely a guy I want to get – he has top ten potential. He is a, a, a guy that we have seen in the past give us stats that you just – you kill for your wide receiver to have that. Now, is he still that guy? Again, he's not that old. Uh, he is not young, so I'm not going to pretend anything else, but – when we think about him, he seems he's been in the league for so long because he kind of has, but he's not that old. He's he, again, same age as Julio. Everybody's all over Julio still. And Julio in the beginning, like look, looked like he was going to have more injury concerns than green. Although Julio got that together real quick. But, uh, you know, if I can get 10 to 12 games out of green, he's going to perform for me in those games. So how healthy is he going to be? I want exposure to him. I'm not going to overpay for him, but if he's going, if I'm around wide receiver 24 and he's on the board, I'm all over it. I'm, I'll take him, especially depending on who's going in, in front of him. But I've been, I've been seeing him. He's available in some of these mocks, unless Travis is in the mock with us. He's available in those mocks. And I'm cool with getting him as my wide receiver 2-3. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. 
Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Do what? Like the sixth or seventh round? Yeah, I guess it just depends on what my team build is going to be. I mean, if I'm going back heavy, which I do tend to like. Uh, but, I mean, he could be a wide receiver one. There, There is tons of evidence to show that he could be a wide receiver one. So a lot of it just depends on Burrow to me. But I, I think AJ Green's going to win comeback player of the year. I really do. I think he's going to – this is his award to lose if he's healthy. So well, I, I think he's going to take that comeback player of the year. I think we kind of touched on it. Johnny Bats talked about him a little bit earlier, touched on him. Zach, I'm talking about Cam Newton, man, in an offense that we – you can speculate all day. You can look at the strategy about what Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels did, what Bill Belichick did, what that offense did. That was a Tom Brady-led offense. We're looking at a Cam Newton-style offense now. We're looking at a wishbone 2.0 offense where Cam Newton could be a top – four quarterback by the end of the year and then let Jarrett Sidham come in and win the Super Bowl. Um, I've got Cam in the top 15, uh, 400 yards on the ground, 33 through the air, 27 combined touchdowns. Um, I think he's going to have a big year with this New England offense because I feel like McDaniels is going to run it around him. Uh, I mean, all the respect to you. I disagree. I don't think – I I think Cam Newton uh, – you know, rest as far as his, uh, what do I want it? Like, uh, reputation or, uh, stature or whatever. Um, you know, a lot of it rests on his rookie year and is his, uh, 15 and one year. Um, and he had one 12 and four in there in, in between, but I mean, and he had 14 to, I, I remember like, if, if we want to talk fantasy, I, his rookie year, I drafted him in the last round and it was literally the best fantasy draft pick I've ever made in my entire life. Cause I think he won me that season, like solely him in, in the last round. And, but he's, he hasn't been Cam Newton. Like I, yeah, he had that 15 and one season, but he still, his stats weren't up there. And, and, and he goes to new England where I think he's going to have a lot less freedom. I mean, we see people, we see people go to New England and then they're out within like days. I, and I know Cam Newton's obviously he's going to, he's going to be there a little longer than days, but this is a hard system to grasp. This is a this isn't come in, do what you want, win however you want kind of system, which I think Cam Newton likes. Now, maybe I'm not giving Cam Newton enough credit. Maybe he will go in there with the right state of mind, and I need to, you know, I need to I need to listen to these guys. But I doubt it, and I think you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Newton is fed up with it by week five, week six, and leans on some sort of injury and is like, I'm sitting out. I mean, he's not getting paid that much either. Like, if if, if there's the slightest inkling to me that Cam Newton is not having fun by week five or week six, or whenever their bye week is, I guess, if there is a point where he's like, I'm not having fun, I'm not enjoying this, I'm not successful, I really don't think he's, get, he's get, we're going to get Pete Cam Newton. I, so, t- to me, and I, I see him all over Twitter. I see the Cam Newton truthers. They're like, you know, this guy's going to be QB1. Maybe. Maybe I'll be wrong. But to me, I'm not I'm not drafting Cam Newton with the last pick in my draft, I don't think. I always uh, go with the uh, the old saying, better safe than sorry sometimes, you know, Zach. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you're right. Cam could just be a bust, you know. Uh, health does play a big concern in all this. Tom, I know that you're over here ready to explode on it. What, what, what do you have? 
I mean, this is a guy that can't stay healthy. I'm sorry. He's played five. He's had five seasons where he started 16 games out of nine, right? I mean, if you look back at his injury history, shoulder twice, had uh, he's missed a game due to concussion. Uh, he's fractured ribs, fractured a back vertebrae, uh, had uh, a knee strain, multiple ankle issues, and then the list Frank last year. I mean, it's this is a guy that has destroyed his body, right? I mean, you're getting into your 30s at this point, and he's been playing this way since he was young. Like he, high school, college, he was the same way. I don't have stats on his, his injuries throughout that, but, I mean, it's there's a certain point where attrition is going to set in, and he's just going to start falling apart. And I think that last year we saw that his shoulder was falling apart. I'm just waiting for the rest of it to fall with it. Well, it's funny that you say that because CBS Sport, CBS Fantasy Sports – has Cam Newton finds a new gig. Cam Newton's job security might be stronger than his bones and tendons, but both are sustainable to cracks, tears, and benchings. So you hit that on the head. <laughs> uh, a guy that, man, like kind of OBJ burned me. This is a guy that I always put all my trust in. It's like my wide receiver three, a flex option. A guy that, you know, has been around for a while, but he has a new quarterback. There's a brand-new quarterback. Uh, I'm talking about the Houston Texans division rival, Indianapolis Colts, wide receiver one, maybe wide receiver two with Michael Pittman there now, but T.Y. Hilton, Houston. This guy had 45 catches last year for barely over 500 yards. Uh, This year, for some reason, I've got him over 1,000 yards. Maybe I need to dial that back with Michael Pittman there. But – I feel like with Philip Rivers, Frank Wright, the offense that they've got there, I feel like T.Y. Hilton could possibly flourish in this offense. Um, there's a lot of numbers going around here, but I know you're going to give me the best ones out there, Houston. What do you have, brother? Yeah, and I, you know, I would agree that T.Y. Hilton is in a uh, position to have a bounce back season. I think a big thing uh, that's important here is the comparison of the Chargers to the Colts. And I've said it before, I see T.Y. Hilton as that Keenan Allen. I see Michael Pittman as that Mike Williams role. Um, Of course, you've heard me say before, I don't like Phillip Rivers and I don't like his arm. Uh, I honestly think the Colts will be the league uh, leader in rushing attempts. Between Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, I don't. In one of the top offensive lines in the league, they're going to run the ball and they're going to run a lot. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, though, I think PPR, half-point PPR, if he can stay healthy, he has a good shot of cracking maybe the top 12 fantasy wide receivers with the pure volume that he's going to receive if he gets that Keenan Allen role. Um, through five weeks last year, we saw Keenan Allen be top fantasy, top three fantasy wide receiver. And if T.Y. Hilton fits that role, I, I'm going to be really happy with that. But he was banged up a lot in 2018. If he stays healthy, him and Rivers should be able to get the relationship. That uh, is going to be good for fantasy owners. His price point for me right now, it's a little – it's not too steep for me. I just like other guys around that range. I don't have a lot of exposure to T.Y. Hilton, but that doesn't mean I don't like him at the right price. I've got him going around like the fifth or sixth round. I mean, 
That's too high for me. I'm a, yeah, like you were saying, I'd rather have other guys at that range, but maybe if he fell to me in the seventh. Yeah. There's a possibility. There's just though that wide the fifth and sixth round wide receiver is where I love to live. If I could go back and do another dynasty startup, I'd be trying to trade for fifth and sixth round picks and just trying to get a lot of those guys in that range. I really like that range. Is this a guy that's just going to live on drag routes, slants, in and out routes? Just I mean, like Keenan Allen. Yeah, I was about to say Keenan Allen has to be rack. That's it. I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes with his left arm can throw further than Philip Rivers with his right. I'd like to see that as a, a competition. I think it'd be entertaining, and I think it might be true. But like, it's he's going to be a rack guy. He's going to get a ton of catches, but. So PPR is going to be pretty good, right? Did y'all, speaking of that, though, did y'all see Philip River or not Philip Rivers, Patrick Mahomes in the uh, in the gym doing the behind the back passes? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, let's move on to the Washington Redskins and a guy from the SEC football team. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Leave that out. The Washington Leave that out. football team. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Washington football team. They got a running back who has not been healthy at all. Uh, Darius Geis. Um, signs point that they're going to use him a lot in a run-heavy shotgun-style offense, kind of like how Norb's son ran Christian McCaffrey uh, in Carolina. Last year, we saw Darius Geis go for 42 carries, 245 yards, and only two touchdowns. He did have a pretty impressive seven out of nine receptions for 79 yards and a touchdown, though. He can scamper that little rascal. Um, this year I've got him not very high at all, but a little bit better. I don't know if he's going to be the bounce back guy that I think he's going to – or that most people think he's going to be. But what do you have on him, Ryan? I have him as RB18, and I feel a little low, honestly. Watching the his Twitter feed, looking at that guy, he's a tank and he moves like a cheetah. I just can't get over what his upside is. I know that he's injury, his injury history is scary. Again, another thing Travis has talked me into, he's going to be healthy this year. If he's healthy, RB18 is low. I have him for 178 touches because I do think they're going to be easy on him coming into this year. But I'm, I see him translating that into 918 yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, I have him scoring 10 total touchdowns, uh, accounting for – almost 1,300 yards total. He's just a guy, if he can prove to stay healthy, we're going to be looking at this guy as a top 10, maybe even a top five back, if he's healthy all year long. That's the kind of talent he has. I mean, we saw him in college. He was a monster. There was real talk of people talking about Saquon or Geis coming into the draft. I mean, not me, but there were people actually discussing this, and that guy has that kind of talent. I have insane exposure to him. In those drafters leagues, it's crazy because if he's healthy, I'm stealing him in every one of those leagues. Now, if he's hurt, I just wasted a pick and he's been he's proven he cannot stay healthy, but he has a 5.8 yard per carry average. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. 
Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. That, that's You can't just do that. There aren't guys that can do that no matter how good their line is. And he doesn't really have any special line or special talent around him. He's just that explosive. I mean, I just can't get over watching him at LSU, watching the beast that he was, seeing the tiny little things that I see in the NFL with, with the amount of time he's been on the field. He's just an animal, and I can't get over it. It's not, I can't let myself pass on that kind of talent. I think RB18 is low if he's, healthy, if he's healthy, and I think I just destroyed all my best balls if he gets hurt. But I'm running with guys this year. He, all I need is a healthy season. I'm telling you guys, if he is healthy, this is going to be an entirely different conversation about where he's going. First-round talent with this guy. So we'll see how healthy he can be. I do think they're going to ease him in a little bit. They still have AD. Uh, they got Gibson, and I think Gibson could spell him some too. But I, to me, I want guys. There's no way very many people have him as RB18. So he, that's how he keeps winding up in my lap every time. And I'm going, oh, I got to take him. I can't help myself. He's just got that kind of upside. Terribly low floor because he may play one game and tear his ACL again. But if this guy plays 16 games, we're going to be sitting here going, oh, he's going to be a league winner. I mean, if he does play 16 games, which I'm not sure about, He's going to be comeback player of the year. I don't feel confident that he's – again, I've had 178 carries with a 16-game season. So I don't think they're going to be pounding the ball with him. They're going to ease him in. They don't want him to get hurt because he is that kind of weapon. But I'm all over guys this year. I, I, I can't get enough of him. Yeah, there's no doubt about his talent for sure. Um, but he does have to stay healthy. That's the big issue. We haven't seen him play a whole 16 games – at all. He's going to play four. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, he's got the explosive talent that he could be a top 20 guy. No problem about that at all. He could uh, be a top five guy. I mean, that kind of talent. Yeah. Um, there's another guy, though, that's got a lot of talent, you know? Tom, we're talking about the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. He's got all sorts of weapons around him. We talked about OBJ. We've talked about Austin Hooper. We've talked about Kareem Hunt. We've talked about Nick Chubb, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, David Njoku, the offensive line that's getting healthy, the defense that's good. This guy has to play better. I don't think there's another guy out there that is just going to be forced into a bounce-back role besides this guy because of the commercials that he does, uh, because of the exposure that everyone knows him as. Uh, he's got to play better, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously last year was off for him. I mean, you look at his uh, first years here. Rookie year, uh, only started in 13 games, but, you know, 3,700 passing yards, 27 passing touchdowns, only 14 interceptions. It's a very good rookie season. Um, improved the weapons last year, brought in some extra, extra help for him. And, I mean, his production 
with three additional games, to me at least, his production went down. Had an extra about 100 yards, but 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Obviously, that's not good. Um, I mean, I think that this year you bring in, uh, you know, new head coach Kevin Stefanski. You know, I, I think that you have to be a little bit more uh, creative with Baker Mayfield. He's kind of that improviser that's going to – he's not going to scramble, but he's going to be able to run around and, and extend a play when need be uh, because that offensive line is still a work in progress. So, But, you know, like you said, you do have Nick Chubb in, uh, in the backfield, one of the best running backs in the league right now, uh, along with Kareem Hunt who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, even Rashad Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, not bad options at receiver. Uh, and then you bring in Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and uh, Jedrick Wilson to, excuse me, Jedrick Willis to lock up the left side of that line. I mean, it's it's a much improved offense when you look at it on paper. Again, if you get smart with the play call, um, you know, if you can knock Baker you know, back into, into focus, if you can pay attention, it's similar to OBJ, I think he has that ego that, he needs to be able to pay attention to what he's doing on the field rather than the commercials off the field. You know, earn your money playing, not not by uh, shooting Hulu commercials. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. Houston, we've talked about this offense multiple times. How do you feel Baker's going to do this year? Because we've talked about Kevin Stefanski so much and how we believe that this offense is going to be run through Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, the backfield. Um, do you think that Baker has a more efficient year and could ascend to be the quarterback that everyone's drafting him as, as, you know, the, the, the value quarterback or, you know, the quarterback that wouldn't you your super flex league? You know, I don't really think that he'll ever be a fantasy quarterback that's going to win you leagues because he's basically like Kirk Cousins in my sense. Um Obviously, I think Kirk Cousins is an all-around better quarterback in the NFL, but I don't see Baker, one, having the passing volume. That's really going to take him to be a top-tier fantasy quarterback. And when you're taking him late, that's that's why he's going late is because he's not he's not a guy that's going to win you your, your league. He might be able to be a guy that you can play a week, a week or two a season against the Miami Dolphins and hope for a shootout. But uh, he does have good weapons around him, and I don't think his play is going to really take a huge impact on Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry. And I'm not the highest on those two guys either just because passing volume. But uh, one thing with Kevin Stefanski, and we really saw that with Kirk Cousins last year, is the play action, the ability to run play action. With Chubb and Hunt, there should be plenty, plenty of opportunities for that. And I don't have the efficiency numbers off the top of my head. However, Baker Mayfield was actually more accurate when throwing in play-action plays last season. Uh, Right now, yeah, he was actually top 12 when throwing in play-action last year. So you're not wrong about that. Here's my two cents on Baker. You touched on his ego a little bit earlier. And if you you remember back to his – um, rookie year, he said he only played. Uh, Tom said he only played thirteen games. He goes six and seven in those games, and was hailed like the king of Cleveland. 
This is the worst thing that could have happened to Baker. If you think about his ego and like where he came from, he goes six and seven and he's amazing. So it's not surprising to me that he turns around last year, he goes six and ten because he probably thought he had to win six games to be the king of Cleveland. And they give him more weapons. He underperforms. I'm not like this. I, I labeled Baker a bust from day one. I was never a Baker guy. And I thought after his 13 game stint as a rookie, I was like, shit, I'm wrong. But I, I, I don't think that I was. I, I really, I have no faith in Baker. I like Houston said, I, he's never going to win you leagues. I, I, I'm lower on Baker than that. Even like, I, I don't think that this guy is going to win his club games enough games to get into the playoffs. Like, I, to me, like I'm not sold on Baker. I think he's got. And you mentioned the who, like, literally these Hulu commercials are like, aren't they just like throwing money at him? Like, like this literally, like. This is the subconscious that you're putting in Baker's mind is not going to help him on the field. There, there's nothing is going unless he has the mental power to get over all of this, open the playbook, and go. Wow, I need to be better. I, I just don't see Baker doing that. I'll tell you what, Zach. I think Houston kind of nailed it. Like, and you're on the right track as well. It's he's definitely not going to be that number one quarterback at any point in his career. That's just not who he's going to be. And personally, I could care less if he wins the Brown games. The Browns are always going to suck. They're worse than the Cowboys. They're going to do worse than 8-8. Eight eight, just for uh-huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if anybody here is listening from Cleveland, it, you know it's true. You're used to this life. But it's if you have a two-quarterback lead – or excuse me, if, you, you know, if you're in a quarterback that you're, you're starting one quarterback, you want a guy on the bench to rotate in on you know, bad matchups or on bye weeks, Baker's a good guy to have. If you're in a super flex league – Baker's a good guy to have. He can put up consistent enough numbers, I think at least going forward in his career, especially, again, with smart coaching and with somebody that, like you said, who was throwing money at him. And they're doing the same thing as Saquon Barkley. I mean, it's weird comparison there, but um, I think you're right. They, you know, He already had an ego in college, came to the NFL, slightest amount of success, especially for the city. Um, and they – they made the biggest deal out of it. If you can knock him back a rung and get him to actually play, he can be a great option to have in the late rounds as a, a number two quarterback. For your team. He does seem to love football, and I love seeing that, though. He's a guy that wants to win. I mean, we saw that in college. He's competitive. Uh, he yes, might he's be the number one guy that everyone thinks he is, but he's competitive, so you got to like that, right? Yeah, he's got some Farvian – where he jumps and runs and celebrates. You kind of got to love that little kid in him. Like, again, I don't think he's a fantasy superstar, but I like that he likes football. I saw less of that last year. He had a good play. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland Cleveland likes winning six games. That's a a big – They unlocked the Budweiser, so, I mean, you got to love that. Yeah. Uh, before we close everything out, guys, it's been awesome tonight. Uh, we ran really good, so let's let everyone know where they can follow you guys at and what we're working on. Um, and I want to give a couple shout-outs to some of the leagues that are going on right now. But, Houston, you and Ryan touch on the Belly Up Bowl one more time. How many more spots do we need to fill uh, so we can draft on Monday? Yeah, we have about uh, 10 to 15 more spots left to fill. So if you're listening tonight and you're not in that Belly Up Bowl, uh, check out that link below or go to bellyupfantasysports.com in the search bar, look up St. Jude, and you'll be able to find that. Fill out that application. One of us will get uh, you an invoice, 
PayPal invoice. Uh, get in, and we'll get you in the league. Hopefully, get those leagues started by uh, early next week. Get them drafting. See what we can do. Season's not that far out. We're ready to get going. Where can we follow you at Houston? Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Billy of Houston. Now that baseball's back, um, I'll be posting my uh, betting plays for the day. Looks like we're one and one right now. Uh, I had the first five under for the Twins and White Sox under five, but they decided to both go out and score five runs apiece by the second inning. So uh, <laughs> don't trust me, I guess. No, but uh, come and follow my baseball betting place. You're going to want to be around for football when I get those betting plays out there. Uh, I know what I'm doing when it comes to football, high winning record. If you're coming, uh, come make some cash with us. Houston will put that on there because uh, he does not scared to back what he says. Ryan, give us a little bit more insight on the Belly Up Bowl and what we can, what you could possibly win, and what we're donating to. Yeah, and something to mention: if you apply, you need to pay quickly because we have like something like 160, 170 people who have applied, but not everybody has paid yet. So if you can get in there and get your paid now, you get in before those guys. It's when you pay, you get in. So make sure you don't diddle daddle because if everybody pays tonight, there are no more spots left. So just make sure you're getting when you get your email, you pay immediately, so we can guarantee that you can get into there. Uh, also, the winner is going to get a thousand bucks. I mean, you're not going to see another league where you can do a twenty dollar buy-in to get a thousand bucks. That doesn't exist. If it did, I'd be in all those leagues. We're also donating a thousand bucks to St. Jude. Uh, I mean, if you don't know what St. Jude is, where you've been living under a rock, they are doing. Serious work for kids with cancer. I mean, the stats are outrageous, um, what they're able to do and how to help these kids. Uh, we're really grateful to be partnered up with them and looking forward to more years of giving them money to help out kids. Um, but, yeah, get excited, guys. This is an awesome, awesome league. There's a bunch of us in there. Prove you're the best. Uh, I think it'd be kind of cool if the winner is well, – I mean, I can't guess on this thing if I'm the winner – but if somebody else wins outside of here, maybe we can get you on this and we, you can start talking to us about what you did, why you did it. Uh, you know, this is a big deal. There's a trophy. Second place gets 200 bucks. First place gets a, or third place gets a hundred bucks. And then again, first place gets a trophy. Uh, it's it's going to be, this is a big league. I'm, we're all really excited about it. We all want to win. So come and play with us and see if you can beat us. And then what I'm working on right now, I've just got my projections finished and I've got three, well, the third one's coming out tomorrow morning. They'll be coming out every day at 9 Eastern. Just uh, an overview of each team's projections and what I'm expecting, why I'm expecting these things. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. It took a lot of work. Chris got it in my head to do projections. I didn't want to do it. And after he got it in my head too much, I started doing it, and it's like an addiction. So I've, I got them all ready to go. So we'll be uh, releasing those every single day for the next, I guess, 29 days now since I got the third one coming out tomorrow. So uh, I'm really looking forward to getting all that out there and showing what I think this, this year is going to look like as far as projections go. Now you can follow me at Real Ryan Hicks on Twitter. Uh, and that's about it for me. Everyone who's on Twitter as well, uh, go vote for Ryan. Oh, yes. uh, he is in a 64-man analyst. Uh, I don't even know what you – like a 64-man analyst uh, popularity contest, I guess. Kind uh, of, yeah. Something like that. But Ryan gives great information. He always talks to anyone who's willing to message him. So, you know, let's uh, let's win it for the little guys, right? So go vote for Ryan and I th- David 
or Derek Ornsby, his his uh, Derek Ornsby, he's the one. And the winner gets to donate a hundred bucks to charity. My charity is St. Jude's. So let's let's do it. You can follow that on our or on our site or also on Ryan's. Um, Zach with the fresh haircut. uh, I had to. You know, I don't follow hockey too much, but, you know, working with you now, I have to. And your video today was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I didn't know anything about hockey until I watched that. And now I feel like I grasped some of the teams a little bit better. Uh, so I love it, man. Uh, what are you working on? Where can everyone follow you at? And let everyone know about that funny-ass video. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. That was posted to uh, What's Up, Belly Up, uh, the, our podcast that I do with Mike. Um, you guys, I shot that when they, they first paused the NHL and, uh, that video is, I think the eight teams that have a, uh, round robin by. So, um, had some fun with that. I'm actually, uh, you asked what we were working on. I'm working on a video right now. It should be posted tonight or tomorrow. It's going to be a hype video on the return of hockey. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, puck, puck pass should be coming back because hockey starts a week from tomorrow. So uh, I apologize because I'm a little late on my football stuff. Usually by now hockey's done and I'm diving into football, but uh, we're going to have hockey in the middle of summer. That's going to start next week. And as soon as that's done, then I'm full fledged into, uh, into football. And I know I still got to get my, uh, my input on the consensus rankings, but just been so wrapped up with hockey right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. If you guys want to follow me at it, Zach Mac, I'll be doing, uh, uh, like I said, it starts a week from tomorrow. The, the, play in round for hockey so i'll be doing live tweets live reactions stuff like that during the day at least the first two days i'm i don't know how sober i'll be i'm literally gonna be overcome with joy that hockey's back so um no promises what gets posted there but if you want to check it out at it's zach mac at puck puck pass pod and at what's up elliot <laughs> nice tom hot take tom man uh i mean i have you you had such a big impression on so many of my friends off the bat man i'm talking I mean, this guy, Marco, I've known him for over a decade. So is Ryan. Ryan's known this guy over a decade. And he just wants to just play against you. He he calls me yeah. and he's like, hey, what's Tom talking about? So I know what to look at. I know what numbers I need to look at so I can check him. This is the guy Marco is. So, <laughs> Hey, man, I love it. I can't wait. I mean, we're pulling those strings week one, Marco versus Tom. Um, I can't wait. I think my team name this year is going to be Tom Football Team. Might be every fantasy team I run this year. Um, so I think that's going to be Tom, Tom Football Team is is winning every single league. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, big news with sports coming back. Belly Up Football. We actually on Twitter merged. Uh, at Belly Up Football and at Belly Up College Football. So um, at Belly Up Football is now the one-stop shop for all um, NFL, college football. If XFL comes back, any football that you can think of. If you like Australian football, hey, maybe eventually we'll find somebody that actually cares about that and we'll start putting that stuff out there. Who knows? Um, But, yeah, I mean, working with uh, Kevin from the Corner Booth Podcast is our college football guy. Uh, We're working together to get that rolling. Uh, as we get back into the season. So make sure you give that a follow. Check me out at Belly Up Tom. Uh, apparently Marco needs to follow me and we need to get this going. We need to get this figured out. I need the trash talk rolling now. So, robbery. Yeah. I mean, I'll take all the heat. I can't wait. <laughs> Marco's texting me right now. So I'll see what he's got to say after we get cut from here. 
but everyone who's watching this, man, y'all can follow me at, at Aggie Kappa Sig. Uh, also, you can follow um, the at Belly Up Fantasy Twitter account. Um, Dan, Houston, myself, Ryan, we all do things on there. So you want to get a hold of one of us or just DM us, you can do that. Uh, I also want to give a big shout out to, you know, I've been really lucky doing this and this is one of my dreams just to, you know, be a fantasy football analyst and just kind of go and do everything. My projections, uh, a podcast, all these things. Um, I want to thank the fantasy football diagnostics podcast, the BNB podcast, and then also the sport gene at into the lab, uh, for allowing me to come onto y'all's podcast and just talk about fantasy football. This week, y'all can see me on the good old boys podcast and also the fancy coaches podcast. Uh, as we discuss, uh, a, a plethora of things, the 49ers, draft strategies, projections, um, just all sorts of fantasy football stuff that I'm really excited to talk about. And these guys have shown me a lot of different things, uh, have taught me a lot uh, about hosting, about just being in a podcast and just working in the fantasy football community. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I want to thank Johnny Bats from, uh, from uh, For the Love of Sunday podcast. And then next week, uh, as we close out our guest series, we will host the one and only Bobby Sylvester uh, from Fantasy Pros. Super nice guy. I've been talking to him on a daily basis, and he messaged me today just asking me how I was doing. Uh, you got to love him, and you got to follow him, man, uh, at Bobby Sylvester or at Bobby Fantasy Pros, uh, Bobby Sylvester of Fantasy Pros. So follow him, follow us. We'll see you all next week. Thank you all so much for watching us, guys. This was Belly Up Fantasy Live. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Belly Up Fantasy Live. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.